Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 467. We've got a returning friend of the show. Uh, it was a great interview a few months ago. Um, we thought we would have him back, and he was available. So, um, Vito Peleg, founder of WP Feedback, is back. Vito, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Yes, how you doing? Great to be back. Uh, we've been hanging out almost weekly now, Jonathan. Yes, he's joined. He's joined my uh, regular WP um, Roundtable Friday show. He's been a yeah, it's fun. It's fun to have you. Um, yeah, so I'm Vito. I'm the founder of WP Feedback, uh, which is a communication platform for uh, WordPress professionals. And now we're launching something very, very special, which we're going to talk about uh, uh, today. So I'm not going to reveal uh, anything until then. <laughs> now, we're going to be discussing that in the second <laughs> half. But in the first half, we're going to be talking, um, Vito had a really interesting um, change. He um, started as a freelancer, then he, he became an agency owner and a very successful one. So um, we thought that would be interesting for our listeners and viewers. I, How from a freelancer do you become an agency owner and continue being one? So we thought we would... That's ask, the real challenge. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we thought we would ask somebody that's got some experience of that in the, in the battlefield, as they say. Um, I've got my great co-host, Adrian. Adrian, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Adrian. I'm the CEO and founder of Groundhog. I am not in my usual location today, uh, but we're able to make do. We sell marketing automation and sales tools for businesses that use WordPress. He's been snowed in, listeners and viewers, aren't you? You're snowed in. And uh, yeah, so it's not super terrible in terms of the amount of snow. We have about 10 centimeters coming in throughout the day. Uh, the, the only problem is I live in Toronto and nobody in this city knows how to drive when there's one centimeter of snow on the ground. So I decided I'm not taking the car out today and I'm just going to, I'm going to tough it out at home. Wise words. It's a wise young man, actually. That's what I like about Adrian. Uh, um, so before we go into the main part of the interview, I'd like to talk about our major sponsor and that's Kinsta Hosting. Um, Kinsta has been our major hosting, uh, major sponsor for over two years and they decided to continue sponsoring the show this year. So what do you get with Kinsta? Well, the, I consider them to be the premier WordPress hosting specialist on the market at the present moment. You, not only for your clients, but for your own projects, you get all the bells and whistles with Kinsta, staging site, one-click backup, latest versions of PHP. You can select really easily which version of PHP you need. I could go on and on with the features in their UX design, and it's beautiful as well and really easy to use. And to be truthful, after you've used Kinsta, it's really hard to go back to other people's hosting packages. Also, you get really fantastic 24-7 support from people that really understand WordPress. Your, your problems or inquiries don't have to be escalated to somebody that does understand 
um, your problem. You deal with people on the front line that, that have been properly trained. So if that sounds really interesting, go over to the Kinster, look at their packages, buy it for yourself or for your clients. And also, and this is the important thing, tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic website. Their support over the past three years has been fantastic and much appreciated by myself and by the show in general. So, Beto, I thought we have you back for this topic because um, you, you've done the road, you know, you 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 trodded it. So, um, let's start. What do you think um, is one of the most important things a freelancer's got to understand when they have trying to change from freelancer to agency owner? Uh, I would sum it in a sentence saying like that um, you need to understand that you're no longer a technician. You're becoming a business owner. That's the biggest um, mindset uh, shift that needs to happen uh, when you want to scale up. Uh, you start dealing with all kinds of different things that have nothing to do with actually building a website. Uh, and you got to go into this prepared or at least willing uh, or else it wouldn't work. So that's the most important thing, like understanding the transition. You're no longer a technician working on the tools. You're, uh, uh, you're the man running the show. All right, over to you, Adrian. So if uh, you're transitioning over to a business uh, sort of mentality. Uh, what, where did you go to adopt that? Did, was it something that was natural for you? Did you go to certain people to learn how to operate in a business mindset versus kind of just like doing the freelancer thing and taking jobs when they come instead of going towards them? You know, right. You have to learn HR, finances, all of that good stuff. How, how did you learn that and adopt that information? So I was kind of into these things uh, before I even was into WordPress, uh, to be honest. Like uh, I've been into marketing and uh, business and uh, like looking into what, what things are happening in that sense, uh, literally since high school. I just approached it from a point of view that I wanted to apply all of these uh, business skills and marketing skills and all this kind of stuff to uh, the music career. That was like my uh, choice back then. Um, and I was the manager of the band. You know, we were booking hundreds of shows every year. So you got to deal with a lot of logistics. You got to deal with a lot of accounts, uh, a, a, you know, budgeting, um, managing the team, you know, uh, creating, making sure that you have enough merchandise, preparing in this, doing all these projections. So it's a proper business, especially when you're working as an indie artist and, and it starts working out. I kind of felt that a lot of the skills were, were, were just... Um, a, came through experience with that uh, part of it. But I did read loads of books uh, uh, along the years to uh, prepare me uh, to, um, to be an, a business owner. You can't just start. Well, you can't just start, but uh, um, if you want to kind of like make it, you got to, um, like you're saying, consume as much knowledge as you can from every angle that is possible. So that was my kind of a beginning. Uh, then as I was started scaling specifically in the WordPress space, you find challenges that um, are unique to this industry. Um, that's when I approached uh, like learning from courses. I love buying courses and learning from them. The first one that really made a huge transition for me was the uh, was Troy Dean's one, WP Elevation, um, which I, I bought when I couldn't afford. And um, 
Uh, and I already had like two people working for me and it was just a mess trying to juggle all the systems and all these kind of stuff. Uh, and that just came in the right in the right time. You know, the, I was feeling the pain that this course uh, was solving. Uh, so that was just like a, a perfect at that time. Um, yeah, so a lot, a lot uh, learned throughout the years, but that course really pushed me over the edge to understand that, okay, we can build a business here. It's always when you uh, you purchase something and you can't afford it, you get the most out of it. That's Because you are extremely incentivized to succeed <laughs> yes, at that point. It's not a lot of people buy things and they're like, oh, well, you know, I can take it like next month because yeah. I have the money in the bank to pay for it. When you can't afford it, it's like, all right, well, I got to consume as much of this as possible right now and then apply it in order to Today. revenue, to pay it off yes, like exactly. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And th- that's exactly what happened because I was so into this thing and uh, like uh, uh, there was already work coming in, but it was not systemized uh, to uh, even close to the level that uh, uh, was taught throughout the course. And it just gave me literally a blueprint that I could work with and uh, uh, just execute. And because I was hungry and I had payrolls to pay, uh, um, then um, I just made it work. And within the first month, it already we already doubled the value that we spent uh, on the course itself. Just goes to show you that if uh, your current barrier to starting something or learning something is monetary, then, you know, maybe maybe that's not actually the biggest barrier. (laughs) That's very true. Uh, Like, it's it's part of business to put yourself in a corner into to push yourself into a corner. That's ninety nine percent of business is most. risk, right? Yes, exactly. That's where that's where the magic really happens. Um, so taking these chances is what is exciting about every uh, this kind of uh, concept that we're doing. That's how I look at it, um, and I try to apply this to a lot a lot of things. And this there was this was. A, comparably cheap to other courses that I bought later on when I couldn't afford them at that stage, you know? So every time there is something you can't afford and you should, uh, because it's it's just going to take you to that next level. I totally agree. Jonathan? So you talked about, you know, going on Troy Dean's course and you learned processes. Can you can you give um, some outlines? Obviously, we haven't got endless time on this podcast. Well, sometimes it feels endless. But um, <laughs> um, can you give some key um, things that you that you adapted into your own agency processes that weren't there that you think um, somebody really has to understand that would benefit them the most if they're thinking of going from freelancer to agency only? Sure. So the idea of systemizing, that's the biggest concept. <laughs> like, uh, But you can systemize every single thing that you do in life uh, um, as long as it happens more than once. Uh, and that's the kind of trick to it. Um, the big things that came from this course was the onboarding sequence that really helped systemize when people are coming on board, what's going to happen, when are they going to sign the contract, uh, when are they going to pay the, the deposit. Everything was kind of in the gray area, you know, before uh, before. Uh, there were set policies for stuff. Um, so um, uh, the onboarding sequence was, uh, was a huge help there. And uh, also that kind of introduced me to the concept of uh, doing care plans. As a freelancer, I didn't want to even think about maintenance. I, I didn't want to even uh, like look at this. I wanted to be, you know, like I was an artist in my mind. I was building we- beautiful websites. Uh, so I shouldn't be dealing with uh, with emails, uh, you know, and... Uh, 
setting up email, Gmail, Gmail accounts and uh, whatever. Um, uh, and the maintaining website, worrying about security, long-term backups, all of these things that now seem so obvious. Back then it was like, no way, I'm not touching this thing. But the fact that I wasn't touching it didn't stop my clients, my previous clients, to reach out to me and expect it to be there. Uh, so it just created more grief than help uh, until I kind of realized, all right, if you guys want my help, then at least I'm going to get paid for it. Um, and that's where I, I set up the, uh, the care plans. A lot of this was through Christina Romero's kind of uh, strategies. Um, and... Um, um, but the initial idea came from seeing the flow of the kind of like the blueprint as Troy defines it on his course over there. Uh, so, uh, and within, we, uh, after the first year, the recurring revenue was incredible uh, when it comes to running the business, making sure that the payroll is done on time, that there is profit that I can actually enjoy uh, uh, the fruits of this business, um, which a lot, uh, now I know this even from you know because we're working with a lot of uh, um, with a lot of agencies. Uh, like a lot of agencies are not making any money just because they are they are living on such slim uh, profit margins that when something the t- tiniest thing happen, it just rattles the ship and uh, you you go into you go below water. Um, so uh, recurrent revenue really helped me. I was in the same state, and recurrent revenue got me out of it. So, um, fundamentally, um, would I be correct in saying that, I'm not in all cases going to see if this applied to you, that actually your income, if you're moving from a freelancer to agency, your actual personal income will probably be hit for a certain amount of time. Is that correct? For sure. Like the, the model that I try to adapt to try and keep that uh, in check is that I would work until I am at 150% capacity. That's when I would bring a guy that will take 50% off of me. So he has 100%, but then I, I have only 50, which then I need to build back up. I mean, in terms of revenue, but also in terms of work that is flowing through the business. Uh, and that was the kind of like repeatable process. Um, to be honest, I would, if I would do it now, I wouldn't jump into hiring so early. Uh, I hired pretty early because there was just work. Um, but instead, I would just uh, filter more and uh, increase the prices, uh, reach to, to a place where I have more money than I need, a lot more money than I need before I start bringing people on board. That wasn't the case. I kind of just was under the mentality that, okay, if I have work, I need to take it. So you end up bringing an employee just out of necessity instead of strategy. Over to you, Adrian. So you have the uh, the recurring revenue portion set up and you have the maintenance and, and that is able to help you create that sort of sustainable level of revenue that you enjoy for payroll and all of that stuff. Uh, for the, the typical agency way of doing things and the way that an agency that I used to be in uh, also used to do things is the client comes in and they have this huge list of asks and then uh, the agency or whoever's in charge of pricing kind of like makes up a number <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it will cost around this much. And then they do it and then it costs <laughs> around that much. And then as you said, you experience all of yeah. the other pain points. Like you have this pretty website, security, Gmail backups, all of this other stuff. 
And I suppose I'm leading towards the question is, if you're currently in an agency in a position that does that, how do you make a successful transition into doing that sort of packaged productized pricing? Right. Where do, where do you go to learn those skills? How did you go in the skills? And did you end up creating a formula that you found works really, really, really well in terms of getting someone or getting a potential client to say, all right, I don't want to pay this lump sum, but I'm going to sign on for this care package, et cetera. Sure. Um, yes. So the, this kind of evolved over time throughout the, um, uh, the evolution of the agency. Um, at first, it was just basic care plans. You know, we had, we, we, we had like 80 pounds and you get like basic coverage of the website for the month. Um, and if you need more help, then it goes all the way up to 800 pounds uh, that includes an hour pack within it uh, that was kind of allocated to people. But we ended up uh, just tailor, tailor building most of these things. So this gave a frame, uh, but um, the agency is the agency world is very uh, customized. You know, like if, if you want productized services, then then you wouldn't necessarily go to an agency, if you know what I mean. You know, there there's other solutions out there that you just take off the shelf or buy off online, you know, buy online or something. Uh, but if you already do meetings and, uh, you know, do all, get in the process of building a relationship with another company, uh, you, they, clients expected a level of, uh, of um, customizability that they could have to it. So if they needed more hours, we would be able to, we should be able to accommodate it. Um, if they needed another feature that we never did before, we should be able to build it. Um, so there, w- there wasn't any kind of like point like that, but towards the end of the agency, I saw a huge necessity in what you're describing. And that's what, pe- what happens to people as they reach uh, pretty much around 10 to 15 employees uh, in the agency model, you start seeing this, uh, this necessity for scale because everything is, ni- is nice and awesome uh, to do custom projects uh, when you're not when you're not churning out 10, 15 projects a month. But when you get to that kind of level, then you start looking at, all right, it's just crazy. We keep starting from, from ground zero with every project that we bring out. Um, so that's when I started looking into that. That's when we also niched down and decided to work uh, specifically with uh, charities uh, here in the UK. That allowed us to create an offering that wasn't based around building the website but was based around creating a digital strategy for the nonprofit. So it framed it in a completely different way as more of a guide and a consultant and, uh, you know, uh, done for you kind of consultant that works with them and did everything. So we took over uh, with a fee, with a, a, a kind of a, a kind of a large fee compared to some of the other stuff we did uh, that was monthly. <coughs> Sorry. And that went into building the website, maintaining the website, but also creating a proper launch strategy, uh, building a strategy, taking it to market, uh, obtaining grants for the charities. You know, they, there's a, like a Google grant that they can uh, get over there, uh, getting that to work. Uh, so all of these kind of additional marketing services were uh, also offered as part of a two and a half thousand pound package a month, you know. A lot of different ways you can be an agency except building websites, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, the website. The website was the. Uh, it became. It became the 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 um, the profitable part of this uh, thing. It's kind of like the the lump sum that you get when you start that relationship. Uh, but then you the the real magic, and that's what uh, that's what I learned over over the years, is to 
stretch that relationship as much as possible by providing value, of course, to the other side. Uh, and that was done through managing their Google ads and managing their, um, uh, their LinkedIn accounts, even uh, making sure that there are strategies and they're following reports and they're following projections and all of these kind of stuff. Oh, that's great. We're going to go for our break. When we're coming back, Vito is going to be discussing some new um, functionality, well, much bigger than that, around WP feedback. And then in the bonus content, we're going to go back to our main topic, how to go from a freelancer to agency owner. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need WP Tonic as your trusted white-label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. WP Tonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WP Tonic's white-label services can help your agency today. Go to wp-tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's wp-tonic, just like the podcast. We're coming back. We've had Vito back in the house. It's as normal. It's been an interesting discussion. So, Vito, on to WP Feedback. You've got some exciting announcements. So tell us all, Vito. Okay, so um, I don't know if some of the people that are watching uh, know what WP Feedback is, but basically it's a tool that allows you to post stickers on live websites uh, to just uh, systemize and fix all communication breakdowns between clients and their, uh, between web designers and their clients. Uh, That's what WP Feedback uh, um, was until the beginning of this week. Uh, now, what you know is WP Feedback have become WP Feedback Pro. That's our pro offering uh, uh, that will remain as is, remain paid, uh, adds a lot of value to, uh, to agency owners and freelancers. Uh, but we wanted to take an extra step and find something that will help us uh, accelerate the awesome growth that we have over the past few months. Just so, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, WP Feedback is seven months old. Uh, so far, and uh, um, it kind of became, um, it kind of it grew very fast, <laughs> a lot faster than I that I expected it to. Um, but I wanted to be bigger and uh, faster this year. So to do that, we we basically in our ecosystem, there's two ways to go about it: either you do a free plugin or you do content marketing. Um, we decided instead of starting to compete with 60,000 plugins and people like Jonathan and Adrian that are doing these awesome podcasts, uh, I decided to create a completely different concept uh, that will help benefit the, um, the community. And this is our gift. This is our free offering uh, that we're giving to, um, to everyone around. Um, it still continues on our mission to fix communications for WordPress professionals. But now, instead of looking at it just between the relationship of a customer and the web designer, we're looking at it from a much broader point of view, uh, bringing into this how we consume content day to day, how we all buy products in our space, how do product makers communicate with their, uh, with their audience. Now, I'm seeing this from this perspective that I couldn't even imagine uh, seven months ago. Um, All of these communication breakdowns that happened throughout the ecosystem, we fixed through one platform. This platform 
uh, is the new home for the WordPress community. And uh, what we did in there is we created essentially, it's like a social media platform that has very unique uh, uh, features that work specifically for our niche. Um, how does that work, Jonathan? Can I share my screen and show a little bit of what's yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is what's going on in here. And what I kind of like found that was really interesting when I was researching how to make this happen and how to make this successful is that uh, social media platforms are basically all the same. Uh, they have uh, uh, the basics, which is uh, like having a profile, a messaging board, uh, you know, some kind of a, some kind of a feed or or a, or a, or a messaging kind of like a feature that is uh, available to the public. That's these are the basics. Uh, but what makes a good social platform is having a very unique differentiator that is special just to that specific target audience. Uh, for example, if you're looking at uh, Snapchat with their face filters and their uh, stories that really appeal to kids, and like TikTok does now as well, they still have profiles, they still have messages in all of these things. Uh, if, you, if you're looking at Dribbble, how, what they did for graphic designers, but they still have these basic uh, functionalities around them. So for us, our differentiator is what you guys are seeing over here, which allows people to uh, upload uh, websites or images of their designs and people can give them feedback on it. So let's see what's going on under this one, for example. And you can see we landed on this page and we're going to see some feedback that other people have given this guy. Not easily readable, not enough contrast between the white text and the decorative bar. Maybe add a darker text shadow. That's a really good uh, point in there. Um, some Great use of mixing fonts, yeah, some uh, compliments. Very, very nice uh, conversation here happening on this particular design. As this designer is done or uh, revising, he can upload new versions of this so that he can uh, uh, communicate with other people in the community and tell them and ask them what they think of their design right now and so on. And you can see all of the items right here and navigate them. So what we did, this is basically what WP Feedback does. We just repurposed it for peer-to-peer communications uh, between the uh, people in the community. Uh, that's the big game changer here. Now you can do it either with an image like you saw or with a website. There is a free plugin that you can upload and it will integrate your, um, it will integrate your website into this uh, platform right here through this button. And we can see some of the websites that people have uploaded onto here. Um, great way to inspire, but a great, great way to learn, especially, you know, we were talking about freelancers. Uh, you're working on yourself. You know, you're, you're on your own. You have no reference of what's going on outside in the world. Uh, and, and most times we are not really even sure if what we're doing is the right thing. If we're is this a good design? You know, after staring at the screen for so many hours, um, we all have these kind of doubts. This is coming to solve this problem completely for all of us, uh, but also to inspire. I, I already saw a button here that I really liked and I asked uh, Jerome how he did the button on this. Let me see if he replied to me, actually. Yeah, you see this little button here. That was really interesting. Uh, ah, it's an image. Now I know. I thought it was done with CSS. Um, yeah, that's the main differentiator. Now, let me take you to some of the other stuff here. Or you guys have some questions so far? So, so as me as a designer, so let's say for the sake of argument, I'm a designer or I'm a business owner and I'm trying to come up with better ideas or more ideas or get some feedback on a new landing page, I could just come here and get 
uh, feedback from other people who are also uh, working on designs. Are these are the people who are commenting or providing feedback vetted in any sort of way, or do we know? Uh, can we can we like see their credentials or where they're coming from, or or how how does that work? Sure. So when people sign up, we ask them three questions that tell us who they are within their WordPress journey. Um, let me just show you how that kind of looks. Create a profile. And these three questions help us uh, kind of understand where to place them in the space. When it comes to get, getting feedback, no, so far there is no filter on that. But as this community will grow and we're going to have thousands and thousands of people in here, that's when the feedback items will be more relevant within different groups so that you know that you're getting the feedback from your exact peers within the space. So if you would upload uh, your website, Adrian, it will probably be posted in the product makers group. And if Jonathan is going to do it, it's probably going to be done in the freelancers group, but the professional one, because he's been doing it for many years. So we can see those three questions. Where are you in the space here? What do you consider yourself? So I would say like this, and how many years are you doing this? These three questions tell us everything that we need to know. There's a lot of things that are connected to these three questions to optimize the experience. And again, we're all about fixing the communication breakdowns. When you land within Facebook and you're trying to figure out which group should I join, which group will give me the, the value for my place in, uh, in my WordPress journey, you have no way of doing it. It's just jumping in and trying to figure out who are the other people in there. Um, I feel that a lot of the groups nowadays are kind of, uh, uh, you know, for beginners. I'm kind of, it's not, it's not for me anymore. I find myself uh, hanging out in some of the uh, more professional groups that are smaller of like our, our kind of, uh, uh, you know, um, segment of this industry. So this is what this is helping, this helps do. Uh, this comes into the groups. And do you be able to um, see all this, um, listeners and viewers, if you go to the WP Tonic website um, when um, when the show goes up on iTunes and you'll be able to see the video part of this show. Um, Vito, um, we're going to continue this um, in our bonus content and you can, you can show us more, but we try and keep the actual podcast part of the show, Vito, to about 30 minutes. Great. And 30 minutes goes rather quickly, <laughs> which we've just found. So we're getting, <laughs> we've gone slightly past the 30 minute um, cutoff. So I'd like to end the podcast part of the show. So, how can people find out more about you and more about WP Feedback and the new functionality that you're going to be showing us in the bonus content? Awesome. So come visit us at wpfeedback.co. Uh, it's free to join. Uh, we're already uh, growing very fast compared to the fact that we just opened it a couple of days ago. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just happening in here. There's a party. So come on and join us. And Agent, how can people find out more about you and Groundhog? So if you're in need of marketing automation help and you have a WordPress website, then you can go over to groundhog with two gs.io and there are plenty of tools and resources there to help you get started. Right. And if you want to really support the show, go to the WP Tonic website and join our monthly newsletter um, list. Um, basically, you'll get a um, newsletter every month with all the leading stories um, around WordPress, um, around learning management systems. It's a great resource and I have all the recommendations that um, my panelists on the Friday show give around new products. That's all part of the newsletter as well. 
So go over to WP Tonic and sign up for our newsletter. We'll be back next week with another great person giving you advice about WordPress, learning management systems, or online marketing in general. We'll be back next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.